Allen's a superstar. Stop being a hater, everybody. What is going on, y'all? It is the Caveman back at it again, except in podcast form. Yes, this is the first time I have ever done a full-fledged podcast. My boy, Justice General, the host, the uh, usual host of the Windchill Factor podcast, hit me up and said, you want to guest host this episode for me? I'm not able to do it. I said, hell yeah, brother, I got you. And here we are. So this is, you know, the Windchill Factor podcast, of course. Be sure you're tuning in uh, to hear what Justice has to say. Be sure you're checking out all the other awesome podcasts on the Built in Buffalo uh, podcast network. You can find it on Spotify, Apple, wherever you can stream a podcast, you can find the Built in Buffalo podcast network. Of course, being a bunch of Bills fans, I think we know what we have on tap for today for this installment of the Windchill Factor podcast. Um, Yeah. The Buffalo Bills get their asses handed to them by a score of 41 to 15 in their own building. Um, you know, I think there's many different descriptive words you can use to uh, talk about how this game went down, whether it's disappointing, embarrassing, um, shameful, and any word you want to use to to pretty much uh, encapsulate how this game went pretty much fits. Um, it was shocking, although I think shocking is the best one. Um, Jonathan Taylor, five total touchdowns on the day, 200 total scrimmage yards. Um, yeah, we can sit here and talk about how the game itself specifically went, but I want to take an approach of just talking about how the season has gone up to this point and just kind of put a spin on traditionally talking about not only this week in general, but just how this entire season has gone, because I feel like we've been seeing a common theme. Ever since week number one, where we lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers at home, when we had fans in the building for the first time since 2019, um, that was just, that was interesting, right? And we kind of wrote that off as a week one, like WTF moment that won't happen again. We just got to kind of, you know, try and gain our traction here and we'll be, you know, on a roll. And it feels like ever since that game, We've almost started playing worse and worse football. Like I feel like we're, we're heading into week 12 now uh, against the New Orleans Saints. And I feel like at this point, we should be kind of finding a rhythm and, and you know, starting to find our groove and starting to really get hot and play some of our better football. But it seems like over the last few weeks now with losses to the Jacksonville Jaguars and then getting walled by the Indianapolis Colts, it seems like we're trending in the wrong direction. For a Bills fan like myself, the only two games that I felt like we put our best foot forward in were the games against the New York Jets and the game against the Tennessee Titans. I think the Tennessee Titans uh, are a pretty damn good team. And, you know, of course, they're without Derrick Henry now. But at that time, they had Derrick Henry. They were the best team in the NFL. And I think they still are one of the best right now. Um, losing that game was just a bit unfortunate. But I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that we didn't put a very solid foot forward. And that game against the Jets, where we, you know, blew them out, I feel like that was the first time I saw our offense with the confidence that we would have had back in 2020. Otherwise, every other game that we've played this year, I feel like we haven't been seeing that team that we saw last year at all. I mean, we just haven't been looking confident as an offense. Josh Allen hasn't looked uh, comfortable behind the uh, line of scrimmage. Um, the offensive line is just in shambles, of course, as we all know. And the defense, well, it's been playing pretty damn solid. But of course, some questions were raised after what happened this past weekend against the Indianapolis Colts. Of course, we were missing some key players, but I'm not sure they make all that much of a difference in a game where a running back has five total touchdowns. Maybe he only has three or four, 
but I'm not sure the game is that much closer if Tremaine Edmonds and Star Latulule are, are in the lineup. Nevertheless, I want to get to the bigger picture here, and I just feel like this season we haven't had our heads in the game on a week-to-week -week basis, and this goes for everybody on the 53-man roster, uh, everybody on the coaching staff, and even Brandon Bean. I feel like just the entire season up to this point, even the offseason, uh, I was preaching these sentiments you know, during the offseason when it was all going down, where I just felt like we weren't doing enough as if we were just kind of being complacent. And if you watch any of my content, you would know this is how I feel. Um, it's it's just frustrating. I feel like we've fallen into this mindset of, oh, we are quote unquote good enough already. We don't need to get the, uh, we don't need to get better. Uh, we don't need to really work harder like we did last season to, to prove anything. It, it just seems like we came into the season expecting to replicate what we did last year and, and just do it based off of reputation and talent. And that's just not how it works. I feel like the readiness and the preparation that we would be putting into games last season is not being applied the same way it should be this season. I mean, we knew what we had to do against the Indianapolis Colts. We knew the one guy that we had to shut down, and that was Jonathan Taylor. And he didn't just have an average day he didn't just have a good day or even a great day he had a, a historic game I mean there's just it just it really makes me question what kind of preparation uh, was put into this week what were we implementing what was the game plan how were we planning to shut down Jonathan Taylor it just makes me question the preparation that went into this game because there should be no reason why a single human being torched us like that there, there just should be no reason especially considering how well our defense has played up to this point I just don't see an excuse as to why this happened and I think the lack of preparation is to blame here and that can go for you know a lot of games this season right I feel like we just haven't been going into games ready and prepared the same way we would have last year and I also think the offensive line has a lot to do with that because if our offensive line is failing any offensive scheme kind of goes out the window right but I also think at the same time, there's ways to work around that. Stefan Diggs has not been as involved as he should be. We need to be utilizing him in short yardage plays, getting the ball in his hands quickly, not forcing Josh Allen to stand in the pocket with these long developing routes. We just, it just seems like the game planning in general just has not been there. And I just feel like the decision making also has not been there. You know, Sean McDermott on fourth down decisions has not been very consistent this year. We'll say that. Um, I talked about it in my video yesterday that I posted on my channel. Sean McDermott's been pretty piss poor when it comes to fourth down decision making. I'm not sure exactly what his statistics are. I'm not exactly sure what kind of um, analytics he uses. But, you know, last year he was damn near perfect. And this year I just simply can't say the same. I mean, we were, you know, sitting in week one or after week one against the Pittsburgh Steelers wondering why we're punting at midfield on fourth and short. And we're sitting there wondering now this week, um, why we're kicking a 50-yard field goal in inclement weather when we're down by 17 points when you only need five yards with your franchise, what should be MVP caliber quarterback. Um, you know, and, and there are so many other instances that have happened throughout the season alone already. And it dates back all the way back to the to the AFC Championship game where we basically raised the white flag um, by kicking a field goal when we were down. I'm not exactly sure how many points, but I'm sure you could remember what I'm talking about. We kicked a field goal in a spot where we should have been trying to be aggressive. And I feel like that aggression has just been sucked out of us. I'm not sure where this passion or this, um, what's the word? This very passive aggressive, passive mindset is what I'm trying to say. This passive mindset has come from. It's it's not like us. And if you want to be one of the best in the NFL, if you want to be a Super Bowl champion, you know, this this passive mindset, this 
uh, allow the opponent to stick around in the game or this, you know, this mindset of, oh, we'll get the points back later down the road and be, you know, passive at points early in the third quarter where we should be going for seven down 17 points. Um, you know, I think this just all goes back to this lack of readiness, this lack of preparation. Um, I, I think it just, it, it all encapsulates itself. Like I said, I, I think we just came into the season and, and expected our reputation and our talent level from last season to just carry over and we were going to win games the same way we did last year without putting in that same hard work and preparation. And I'm sorry, but that's just the way I view it. And, and now we're sitting here at six and four in the, the middle of the wild card race now and we're, you know, praying that we can win the division back because the New England Patriots on a tear and we have the New Orleans Saints staring us in the face on Thanksgiving in a must-win game. I mean, if we don't win this game, you could you could kiss the division hopes damn near goodbye because if the New England Patriots go out and win their game this week, we're going to be behind. And then we'll have two humongous games against the Patriots later down the road that mean a whole lot more than they should mean. I mean, uh, I never thought in a million years that this division would be up in the air, but you know, here we are week 11, post week 11, and we're seconded the AFC East. And in what I like to call the weeds of the wild card, because there are so many teams right now at five, six, seven wins that we're just stuck right in the, the beef and potatoes of it, the, the meat of it. I mean, we shouldn't be. We're, we're much better than most of these teams in the AFC. We should not be stuck in the middle with the rest of them. We should be separating ourselves when the rest of the AFC decides to fight against each other. But instead, we're, we're approaching, you know, past the midway point of the season by now and, and entering the third uh, quarter of it. I think some of the worst football that we've played all damn season or even all of last season. I mean, I, I can't recall a game as bad as the one that we just witnessed. I mean, between the Jacksonville Jaguars game and the Indianapolis Colts loss, I, I really can't recall a loss that was worse considering the expectations and, you know, the reputation that we have. Um, ugly. I mean, it's just inexcusable is the word that constantly comes to mind because there really is no excuse. And I really hate when people, you know, kind of sit back and say, oh, look at the rest of the AFC. Look at Baltimore. They lost to Miami. Or look at Tennessee. They just lost to the Texans. Uh, you know, yeah, sure. I understand that. But the Super Bowl champion at the end of the year doesn't say, oh, look, look at us compared to them. Or, or look at us to, uh, compared to the NFC runner up. You know what I mean? They don't sit back and compare themselves against all of the other teams in the NFL. All they do is look down on the rest of the NFL because they just won it all. The idea of the Super Bowl champion is that's the team that separated themselves that, that was the better team at the end of the day. And they didn't compare themselves to anybody else. They just played their own game because they solidified their talent level and became the best team in, in the entire league. And I feel like the mindset of just comparing ourselves to to the rest of the AFC is just weak and you know considering our expectations for the season I thought we were better than that I think we're above comparing um ourselves to the rest of of the league at that and I really hate that mindset that excuse really bugs me and speaking of excuses the whole um we need to build a dome and the weather is the reason why we're losing games excuse that also needs to go I'm not sure where um you know I, well I know where it came from but I'm not sure why you know, we're really trying to hold on to that as if that's truly a reason uh, why we're struggling in football games. We seem to be the only NFL team that completely shuts down on the offensive side of the ball whenever there, whenever there's like any kind of inclement weather. And that's partially due to the fact that we cannot play physical football. I mean, it's true. If we cannot pass the ball at will like we're used to, 
we cannot convert to a more physical style of a run game and be able to uh, do that consistently and move the ball consistently on the ground. We do not have that capability. We do not have a solid enough offensive line. We don't get enough push up front. Um, you could argue that, you know, our running backs aren't good enough. I wouldn't personally argue that, but I know that's definitely a humongous argument um, within the fan base. Um, you know, we just don't have that capability. And that was an issue that we had last year. I mean, that game against the Kansas City Chiefs early on in 2020, when uh, it was sort of raining, we kind of were playing from behind the entire time. But but the difference was the Kansas City Chiefs were able to run the ball on us with CEH, and they were able to move the ball with their ground game. And we couldn't do that in the rain, and, and we struggled. And that was the biggest difference between us and the Chiefs in that specific matchup. You could argue it was also one of the biggest things that had to do with this game against the Colts as well. It was raining, Josh Allen didn't feel comfortable, and we had no other way to move the ball because our run game just, it just isn't efficient enough to be, you know, used on a consistent basis. We aren't able to, you know, roll out in heavy packages and consistently gain yardage that will move us down the field. And that's the unfortunate reality. And, and that's why, you know, bad weather hampers us down so bad. And that's why you would like to think we would have fixed something like this or attempted to fix something like this um, over the offseason by, you know, making some changes, at least at the offensive line position. But, you know, of course, I don't want to beat a dead horse. I think we all know at this point that something should have been done but nevertheless, uh, I mean, we have some major red flags, some questions being raised after a 41 to 15 loss to a uh, six, what what is now a six and five Indianapolis Colts team, and they are no team to um you know they're no they're no slumps. So let's get this straight as well. I know some people are saying the Colts are mediocre; they're just five and five, uh, five and five. Um, yeah, that might be true. But what's not true is um, their physicality and their discipline and, and how well coached they are. They're a solid football team at the end of the day. Um, this is no excuse for the Bills by any means, but we didn't just get beat by some slops like we did two weeks ago um, to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Colts are a very solid football team. Honestly, now that I think about it, um, would you rather be a team like the Indianapolis Colts that have that capability to just run at will and, and you know be able to sometimes pass when they have to? Or would you rather be a Buffalo Bills type team or a Kansas City type team where, you know, all you can really do is throw the ball to move down the field? I mean, would you, uh, I know there's probably a fair balance that you'd like to find, but I almost sometimes think to myself, I would rather be an offense that's more similar to the Indianapolis Colts than similar to uh, the Buffalo Bills, the way the Buffalo Bills are trying to be right now. It's, you know, uh, the idea of being able to pass all the time is nice. It's a very powerful feeling. But when you're not able to convert, when you're not able to adjust and move the ball in different ways, I feel like that's a struggle. You know, just because you have a solid passing attack doesn't mean you have a solid run game. But if you have a solid run game, that means you are bound to have a pretty decent passing attack because the run game, as we all know, opens up the field in different ways uh, than imaginable. I mean, the run game can open up so many different avenues of offense that the passing game simply can't do alone by just throwing the ball, if that makes sense. So I almost feel like sometimes I would rather have a balance closer to the Indianapolis Colts than what we have right now. And I understand what we have right now or what we're trying to have is what took us to the AFC Championship game. But that's as far as we got. I mean, we didn't even win the damn game. So I would like, I don't know. You know, it's just a lot of different thoughts cross my mind, man. Whenever a game happens like this, um, it's just frustrating, truly, at the end of the day. Um, you know, another topic I wanted to touch on is how much blame to put on Josh Allen. We talked about this um, post-Jaguars loss. Um, I am not ready to put, you know, that much blame on Josh. Of course, he deserves some. 
But truthfully, I, I cannot blame the kid for trying to just go out there and make a play. And that's all he's trying to do at the end of the day. When he's, you know, standing behind um, an offensive line that he subconsciously knows will not hold up if he has the ball for longer than two and a half seconds, I think it forces him to play on his toes. It forces him to play nervous and almost sporadic and forces him to make decisions he wouldn't normally make if he had a few extra seconds in the pocket. And not to mention, the pressure only piles up even more when you're giving up special teams turnovers and your defense cannot stop the run. So you, you feel even more compelled to make a play as the $250 million quarterback under center for said football team so like I said I'm just not ready to put that much blame on Josh just yet you know if we find ourselves in a in a matchup where the offensive line is actually holding up pretty well the defense is playing solid um the run game is even kind of being effective but Josh Allen is still looking inconsistent he's still throwing questionable balls he's not putting you know enough touch on footballs or he's missing guys you know pretty much what I'm trying to say is if we find ourselves in a game where everybody else is doing their job and Josh Allen still struggles, then fine. I'll be ready to put, you know, a solid amount of blame on Josh Allen for what has gone on this season. But every single time that Josh Allen struggles, for the most part, it is a result of what is happening around him and, and factors that are pretty much out of his control. Understandably, he could decide not to throw into double coverage and throw bad interceptions and make poor decisions. But like I said, I think it's just a result of a $250 million quarterback realizing the pressure he's under to make a play and it's just leading to bad decisions. So I just can't personally sit back and put that much blame uh, on Josh Allen just at this point. But yeah, those are my thoughts. Um, we just not a disciplined football team that we've been seeing lately. That's another thing I wanted to say. I, as I keep talking, I keep remembering things I wanted to mention. Um, we have not been disciplined this year. The penalties have been through the roof. Cody Ford took a very costly false start early on in the first quarter that you know put us behind and then I believe Josh Allen got sacked I can't remember exactly what happened on the following play but that false start pushed us back on a third down which we could have easily managed to get had it been shorter yards but of course Cody Ford um, took a false start but that's just one of many penalties that we have taken this season that have just been costly and, and you know just a result of us shooting ourselves in the foot we have not been disciplined to any any extent this year and that's quite shocking for a Sean McDermott led led football team usually that's one of his staples being a disciplined well coached just you know well in line football team and we, that's just one of the many things that we have not seen um this season from the 2021 Buffalo Bills um but yeah um, I think that's all I got to say. We have this game coming up coming up against the uh, New Orleans Saints on Thanksgiving. This is a must-win game. If we fall to 6-5, and five, it will get muddy for us. Then all of a sudden, we have to be focusing on just simply making the playoffs, let alone chasing our division back. We just need to make the playoffs. I mean, going from the AFC Championship game to missing the playoffs would be one of the biggest fall-offs, I mean, ever. Like, that would be horrible like that that's just brutal especially for a team that returned 99.9 .9 of their roster that would be you know crazy to, to even imagine um, but we're not going to think that far yet we just have to be thinking on a game-to-game -game basis and the rest will come um, but yeah, so those are my thoughts. Um, I would usually say leave your thoughts down in the comments, but this is a podcast, so I can't really do that. Um, but nevertheless, um, if you enjoyed the podcast, I, I hope you did. Um, you know, please give us a rating. You know, I'm not sure how it works on Spotify. I think there's a rating system, correct? <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but nevertheless, be sure you're checking out the Windchill Factor podcast with your boy, Justice General. Every single Tuesday, the man brings incredible insight. He's a very smart human being, um, especially when it comes to the game of football, and he's an extreme 
extremely nice human. You you just gotta love Justice Man. I mean, he is just one of the one of the greatest um, people we have in the Bills Mafia community, and one of the biggest reasons why you know, I, I like to do what I do. And we we meet up every single Wednesday um, to to do home field advantage, and I look forward to it every week um, simply because of Justice. So he's a great dude. Be sure you're listening to his shit, man. Um, and, and you know, if you want to hear more Buffalo Bills content, be sure you're checking out all the other podcasts on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. And I I hope to see you whenever I see you next. Be sure you're listening to Justice. I'll see y'all later. Peace. Thank you for listening to The Wind Chill Factor with your host, Justice General. Be sure to catch Justice every Tuesday only on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network.